Welcome to the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast, where you'll learn the secret sauce, what it really takes to build a thriving mortgage business doing what you love, without relying on cold calling or annoying realtors. And now, let's join your host, Doran Aldana. What's up, everybody? Doran Aldana here, coming at you with another kick-ass episode of the Art of Mortgage Marketing Podcast. I'm blessed and grateful to be here with you today. We're going to talk about a really potent and powerful topic, and that is how raising your standards will raise your results. It's all about developing champion-level habits, champion-level routines to create champion-level results in your life and in your business. And so you might be wondering, perhaps, what's the difference between goals and standards? The difference is that Goals are a result you want to achieve. That's the prize that you want to achieve. And standards are the process by which you achieve them. So everyone wants the prize. Not very many are willing to pay the price. Everyone wants to be a champion. Not many people are willing to do what it takes to become a champion because it looks like hard work, right? It looks like it wears overalls and is hard work. That's certainly the case that causes many people to have high ambitions, but low standards because they want the champion level result, but unfortunately they don't want the champion level routines and habits that pull them out of their comfort zone every single day. And I can certainly relate. In fact, to give you an idea of how this shows up in my life when COVID hit, of course, the gym shut down, so I couldn't go to the gym. So I end up walking every day instead of, you know, clanging and banging at the gym. And because of that, I'm not consuming as many calories. And on top of that, I'm slanging back a whole lot more brewskis. So I'm starting to build this, what I call COVID cushion over the span of about six months where I'm not exercising as much. I'm taking in more alcohol and more calories in liquid format. And next thing you know, I'm laying in bed and I just feel this discomfort, this out of alignment, this not so much shame, but I guess I could go as far as to say shame in the extent that it was outside of who I saw myself to be. I felt this bulge in my stomach area when I was laying down and I was like, that is not who I am. I was annoyed with it. It did not feel comfortable. I felt perturbed. I call it positive perturbance, right? When you're just like, what's up? This is not in alignment with who I am. This does not line up with my expectations of myself and who I see myself to be. There was a dissonance between who I see myself to be and how I was showing up in life. And that dissonance was causing disturbance. Perhaps you can relate. Maybe there's some areas in your life right now where that distance between what you expect from yourself and how you see yourself to be is not lining up in reality. There's some holy discontent, as I like to call it, that is a creative energy that actually propels us into taking action, galvanizes us into action to bridge that gap between how we see ourselves and how we see our world and our life and our results and to get them to line up so that we're living in alignment with who we see ourselves to be. And so goals are 
achievements, outcomes, results that are in alignment with the identity of who we see ourselves to be and what we believe we're capable and worthy of. Standards are the pathway, the process by which we achieve them. And as Tony Robbins once said, we always get our goals, or rather, we always get, we don't always get our goals, easy for me to say. We don't always get our goals, but we always get our standards. Our standards are the things we will not tolerate letting go of. In other words, our results in life are not the product of that which we conceive and believe, but rather what we will not allow ourselves to settle for. They will be the results in our lives that we will not allow ourselves to settle for, to tolerate any longer. There is an outcome in our lives that once we get to that bottom of the barrel, painful spot in our life where we know that this is no longer tolerable. We've hit the bottom edge of our standards where we say enough is enough, no more. I've had it. I'm done with this. I'm not willing to go one more day like this. And so that is our standards. It's linked to our identity. It's linked to how we see ourselves. It's linked to the expectations and the gap, the dissonance we have between our dreams, our uh, standards, the things that we know in our life that we need to align ourselves with, the things in our life that we know we need to live by, our values, and how we see our results, our world, and that dissonance between how we see ourselves when it comes to the results we're getting and how we see ourselves in terms of our internal perspective of self. That dissonance is the gap between our goals and our standards from a standpoint of knowing that we need to have alignment with how we see ourselves and how we see our results in our life, in our world. So I want to give you three things that will help you to raise those standards. But just know that in order to get champion level results in our life, we need to get champion level standards in our life. And so once I started to get perturbed and disturbed with the COVID cushion, I started to feel this galvanization in my soul to taking action, to get more rigorous with my exercise, to get some kind of, uh, you know, perspiration and inspiration moving towards implementation on what I knew I needed to do to get my body back in alignment with how I see myself, because how I see myself is fit, strong. And what I was seeing in the mirror was kind of frumpy and flubby and, when I saw that, I was like, this ain't right. So then I started to get myself into uh, a different way of rhythmic pulsing in my life with instead of going and just loafing around in the mornings, I would go and I would get a good sweat on in the morning. I get a jog going. I do some push-ups and some sit-ups. The rigor went up because I realized I need to raise my standards. You'll notice that any champion in life has champion level standards. You look at Kobe Bryant, for example. Kobe Bryant was in a, a phenomenal player, as you know. Anyone who knows the history of Kobe Bryant and the exceptional, exceptional results he got in his career, you know that there was something underneath that that had him being a champion among champions. And in the unseen hours, while everyone else was thinking, hey, I'm doing two two-hour trainings a day, that's more than enough. That's more than most. He did three. He would get up at four in the morning 
and he would put in a two hour workout before anyone else would even get up. And so while he's leaving his first workout and training with rigor, with intentionality, with this game playoff intensity, while everyone else is sleeping, he's got his game on, he's got his practice on, he's got his perspiration on. And when he's exiting that and focusing on the fundamentals, mastering the fundamentals, not just focusing on the exotics, but focusing on his footwork, focusing on those boring, mundane basics. Other people were sleeping. His competition was sleeping. And so as he was exiting his first workout, his competition was starting their first workout. And that may not have made a difference on day one or week one. But as he did that consistently, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, the compounding effect of that was enormous, which again is one of the reasons why he took so many titles, MVPs, and so on, because he was willing to pay the price in those unseen hours. That's what you call having higher standards for yourself than other people have of you, including your peers, including your coach, including you know those around you that are exceptional at what they do, he went to the next level. When other people did one lap or 10 laps, he would do 11 laps. He would do that one extra. When other people would do four sets, he would do one extra set. That one extra rep, that one extra lap, that one extra workout, he was the power of one more exemplified. For those of you who've read the book by Ed Milette called The Power of One More. Amazing book, by the way. Highly recommend it. Our standards are inextricably linked with what we will no longer tolerate and what we're absolutely committed to come hell or high water. So you'll probably notice in your own life, there are standards in your life that you will no longer tolerate. Maybe you used to smoke and now you've raised your standards and you've defied that addiction and you decided enough is enough, no more. I've had it. I'm done with having this nasty breath. I'm done with wasting my money and killing my health. I'm done with that habit that is not in alignment with my best self. So you've raised your standard and by doing that, you changed your life, right? You raised your health. You may have, uh, if you're like me, there was a point where I would tolerate things like credit card debt. I would tolerate the revolving mounting debt load. And I would tolerate it by telling myself excuses like, oh, that business, that business is my, my second child, my neglected second child. I'm focusing on this business. This business is doing well. So I would focus on the business that's doing well while this other business is bleeding. And I would compartmentalize it and I would soften the problem and I would focus on revenue in this business that's doing well instead of the overall profit from both businesses, which at the end of the day is what I get to keep. So I would not tell myself the whole truth. I would lie to myself. And then on top of that, I would neglect and ignore the bleed and I would tolerate it until it got to the point where it happened too many times. I got bled out too many times and it was too many kicks to the nuts with pain and I just realized, you know what, me lying to myself, me neglecting this bleed is not in alignment with my champion self. It's not in alignment with my winner self. The buck stops here. Enough is enough. No more. I've had it. I'm done with this. 
no more, no longer. Perhaps there's an area in your life where it's been an ongoing problem and perhaps you've been tolerating it. You've been softening the problem. You've been living in whole prison saying it's going to get better sometime in the future. It's going to get better. Eventually it's going to get better. So you're living in whole prison, hoping it's going to get better when in reality, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. Or maybe it's like something where you just don't know any other way and you just kind of have given up. Maybe it's started to get into apathy where you've just stopped trying and you just thrown up in the proverbial white towel and just say, I give up. And so now you're in drift mode, but deep down inside, it still hurts because you know you're capable of more and called to more and it doesn't align with your best self. Perhaps you're even getting to the point of despair where you've lost all hope and you're in this despair place where you feel depressed and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And if it is, it's a train. It's not the light of hope. That's a desperate place to live from, right? That's a painful place to live from. When we get to that place, in the darkness of the pain, of the struggle, of that dissonance between our best self and the current results we're getting, and perhaps the shame, the frustration, the guilt, the annoyance, the anger, the stress, the anxiety, the fear, the worry that comes from that gap and the consequences of staying in that gap, the consequences of staying on the trajectory you're already on and the precipice that's looming closer by the day if you don't get the problem fixed, in that darkness, there's a beautiful opportunity to get real with yourself, to step into the light of truth. Because until and unless we face the problem, we're not going to do what it takes to solve the problem. We can't change our problem until we face the problem. You with me on that? So with that being said, let's move into the first step. I'm going to give you three steps for raising your standards. The first step is positive perturbance. Positive perturbance. So positive perturbance is simply the yin and yang of getting real. It's the yin and yang. So the positive is you're telling yourself the truth and you're no longer living in delusional optimism. The yang of it is that it's painful. It hurts. It takes soul strength. It takes courage to face the eye of the tiger, right? So there is that place where we face the truth that pisses us off, that has us feel a sense of perhaps not just pissed off, but maybe there's insecurities. If you're anything like me, when I would face the truth, I would feel insecure, I would feel inadequate. Imposter syndrome would just flare right up. So sometimes we face those skeletons in our closet that we've never really dealt with that corrode and erode our own self-image where we have a flawed self-image and we feel inadequate. We feel like there's something not enough about us. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough. We're not you know, educated enough, we're not experienced enough, we're not articulate enough, we're not charismatic enough, we're not good enough at sales, we're not good enough at marketing. And so those insecurities in that self-concept that is steeped in inadequacy and imposter syndrome can often flare up when we step into the light of truth and we get real with the dissonance between our best self and our current results. 
And that can keep us from facing the eye of the tiger and get getting real. So instead of stepping in the light of truth, we live in hope prison, hoping that things are going to get better, even though it's been a year, two years, three years, 30 years, and we've yet to crack the code on fixing the problem, right? Consistently, we can still be prone to that delusional optimism or softening the problem. Kind of like the fat guy who says, I'm not fat, I'm just big boned. No, you're freaking fat. And until and unless you're willing to face the truth and tell yourself the truth, the chance of you fix, fixing the problem is very low because you can't solve the problem until you've actually owned up to the problem and taking ownership of the problem. And that's the antithesis of softening the problem. So positive perturbance is based on the premise that God doesn't make any junk. He didn't start with you. Positive perturbance is based on the premise that that problem, it's not there to expose your weakness. It's to call you into strength to call you into courage. Because when you feel that fear of inadequacy, there's another side of that coin. And that is the opportunity for courage to rise, the opportunity for your best self to champion up and say, I'm more than my results. I'm more than my past thinking, my past emotions, my past behavior. My past behavior does not have to be my future behavior. My past does not have to be my future. And when you take extreme ownership of your thoughts, your emotions, your behaviors, your habits, and your results, and you say, hey, that was my old self, but I'm getting wiser. I'm getting sharper. I'm building muscle. That wasn't failure. That was just feedback, opportunity to start again more intelligently. So instead of beating yourself up and feeling inadequate, you take extreme ownership. You allow courage to rise, and you say, today's a new day. The past does not have to be the future, that my current results are simply the result of my past thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and habits. But if I don't like where I am, I can move. I'm not a tree, as the late and great Jim Rohn would say. If you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree, right? You're a human being, not a human doing, a human being, which means that you can look at your life from a third party perspective. And you can say, what do I need to learn from this? How can I grow from this? How can I get better from this? How can I get wiser from this? How can I build more muscle? How can I become the best version of myself? And all of a sudden now, those things that used to feel like they're happening to you, now they're happening for you. They're serving you to the best version of yourself because without pressure, there is no diamonds. Without the aggravation of the sand on the flesh of the oyster, there is no pearl. Without the strain and the pain, when you're clanging and banging in the gym, pushing your muscle to failure, there is no muscle building. So positive perturbance is about embracing the burn, embracing the pressure, embracing the challenge, and saying, bring it on. This is only serving me to my best self, my best life. Bring it on. And that takes courage, it takes extreme ownership, it takes responsibility. But that beingness, that self-leadership is the best version of yourself, is it not? When you show up in courage, when you show up in humility, you don't gloss over the problem, you don't pretend it's not there, you're not living, living in the closet of delusional optimism, you're not living in apathy, you're saying, this freaking hurts. This freaking hurts. 
and you're getting real with it. You're peeling off the callus of delusional optimism, of apathy, of softening the problem, and you're allowing yourself to feel it, to really get connected to how much it freaking sucks to live like this, not to be a pessimist, but to exercise accurate thinking, to get real with yourself, because we can't heal until we get real. And so when we get real with the problem and we allow ourselves to feel it, not in self-beat up, but just to get connected to what's at stake, how much it's already cost you, and how much it's going to continue to cost you if you continue to limp along with this problem, if you continue to settle for second best, if you continue to tolerate this problem, how much is it costing you? When I was looking at my debt and I was looking at the bleed of my business, it was like, this is costing me to be a guinea pig on a guinea pig wheel. This is costing me to not live in integrity with my highest self, to live in integrity with who I need to be, to be a powerful leader, leading by example. Leading from not just talking about it, but walking about it, living the principle in my own life so I can inspire others to do likewise. It was costing me and bringing fear and anxiety to my life, to my relationships, to my wife. My wife was feeling insecure, understandably so. Women tend to feel insecure when their significant others are not slaying dragons for the family like they're supposed to. And now they feel insecure because the wheels are coming off the bus. And there's a lot of security that comes from having a stable financial footing. So that's only natural for her to feel that way. My kids weren't getting the best version of myself because I was in stress mode. So I was showing my fangs more than I should have. And I was being snappy. I was being cantankerous. I was not sleeping well. I would wake up in the middle of the night and stay awake for like an hour. And then I'm waking up all sleep deprived, haggard, dragging my butt through the day, making me even more snappy, showing my fangs even more. Perhaps you guys can relate. And you can see the vicious cycle, right? I call it the downward cycle of suck. And then feeling like this guinea pig on the guinea pig wheel who's working longer and harder for less and just you know, making the freaking credit card companies rich. That fucking sucks, right? It's like when you get connected to that, it's like there's no other answer, but this must change now. Not one more freaking day on my watch. Enough is enough, no more. I've freaking had it. You feel the energy behind that? Just reconnecting myself to the consequence of that, it regalvanizes me to that defiant resolve. You see, because winning happens when losing's no longer an option. Winning happens when losing is no longer an option. Have you got to that point? Because until and unless you're willing to set that stake in the ground, drive it deep in the ground and say enough is enough, no more, I've had it, you'll continue to tolerate chump level standards that get you chump level results, just like me. With my COVID cushion, with the revolving debt on my credit card that continued to mount, with the bleed in my business, it continued because I allowed it to, because I accepted it, because I tolerated it. Winning happens when losing is no longer an option. Have you gotten to that point yet? If you haven't, I invite you to step into positive perturbance. Get yourself connected to how much it sucks and get real with it because we can't heal until we get real. The second step in the process, guys, is to cultivate a champion-level identity. So one of the reasons that we struggle with holding high standards in our life is because we see ourselves from a flawed perspective. We see ourselves as being inadequate. We see ourselves as being 
you know, always three inches from gold, or we see ourselves as, I don't see myself as fit. I see myself as frumpy. I don't see myself as successful. I see myself as a failure. I don't see myself as charismatic. I see myself as kind of insecure and self-conscious. I don't see myself as a powerful influencer. I see myself as an imposter, right? So how you see yourself will be reflected in your world. I can tell you that even to this day, I can struggle from time to time with that imposter syndrome. So it's not like it ever goes away, but we want to start to starve out the weeds and feed the plants that we want to bear fruit in our life. Because whatever you feed is what tends to flourish. Where your attentions go, your energy show, your results flow. So we want to start to feed your champion self. It's kind of like if you look at the cooling and heating system in your house, your identity works much like that. If you're a 72 degree person, if you're in Fahrenheit, if that's how you see yourself, if it gets cold out and someone leaves a window open, all of a sudden now it drops from 72 degrees to 67. Now you're feeling uncomfortable. It's a lot colder than you're used to. What happens? All of a sudden, now, if you're set at 72 degrees and that's your identity, what's going to happen? The furnace is going to kick on. The heat's going to start to flow. Next thing you know, you go right back up to what? 72 degrees. That's your set point. Likewise, let's say it's summertime and someone leaves a door or a window open and it's hella hot outside and you're set at 72 degrees, but all of a sudden now there's hot air coming into the house and now it goes up to 70 four degrees or 75 degrees, what happens? Obviously the AC goes on and now you self, you, you tend to self-sabotage. So now, uh, or rather on the flip side, if you're, if you're getting too hot, like if you're starting to get too much success, too much income, too much momentum, and all of a sudden it's overwhelming how you see yourself, you tend to self-sabotage. And next thing you know, you go with your air conditioner and you go right back down to the 72 degrees of what you're comfortable with. Maybe that 72 degrees equates to an income level that you're comfortable with that you see yourself earning. Maybe that's 72,000 a year. Maybe it's $150,000 a year, whatever that is for you. And again, on the flip side, if it goes below that and it starts to get too cold, and all of a sudden you're making less than your set point, what happens? You get super uncomfortable. You say enough is enough, no more. Your standards kick in, right? The things you're no longer willing to tolerate. And all of a sudden now you kick into massive action and you're burning the candle at both ends. You're getting up early, you're staying late and you're taking massive action because you will not tolerate it getting to that level. That's your standards kicking in. Your standards are inextricably linked with your identity. All of a sudden, you take massive action and you get right back to your set point. And as soon as you start to feel comfortable back in your set point again, you start to self-sabotage to stay at your set point. You don't go higher because that feels uncomfortable for you. And next thing you know, you're right back to that set point. So that's how our identity works. So our identity is inextricably linked with our standards because our identity has that same governing force that you see in your heating and cooling system, that cybernetic mechanism that keeps you at that set point to keep you in equilibrium, in sync with that set point, in sync with how you see yourself. 
because rarely will your results exceed that which you believe you're capable and worthy of. I'm going to repeat that. Rarely in life will your results exceed that which you believe you're capable and worthy of. So, of course, the pregnant question begging to be asked is, how do you raise your identity? How do you raise your set point so that you can receive more abundance, more rich relationship, more connection, more fitness, more flourishing in your life? How can you raise that set point so that you can expand the abundance and the prosperity in your life, the success in your life? Well, the answer is conditioning. You have to condition it. You don't get big muscles by going to the gym one time, do you? You don't build a meaningful, rich relationship with your spouse by going on one date, do you? You don't influence your kids to become the best version of themselves and to flourish in their lives by spending one hour a month, do you? No, you need to invest time consistently in them to cultivate those relationships, to influence them in the right direction and to create that bond that actually has influence. That takes time. Same thing here. I liken it to if your self-talk was the voice of a coach, would it be a coach worth hiring? If the answer is hell freaking no, I would never hire a coach that talked to myself the way I talk to myself. Well, that's where you want to start. You want to start to shift that relationship you have with yourself by having affirmations that speak life into your soul, having affirmations that speak to how God sees you, how God would speak to you. God didn't make any junk. He didn't start with you, right? One of my favorite verses, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Notice there's a generosity of love and care and protection and provision in that. It's not condemnation. It's not judgment. There's this outpouring of covenant love and that protection and provision and providence that's sustaining you, that's upholding you, that's honoring you into your identity as an image bearer of God. And so when you step into that for yourself and align your thoughts your words with God's words, and you start to speak life to your own soul, all of a sudden you start to take flight like the eagle that you're called to be. And imagine that when you let go of the shackles of the self-imposed prison that you put yourself in by telling yourselves lies. I We used to tell myself lies all the time. When we stop telling ourselves lies, all of a sudden the shackles come off and we can soar. The lies I used to tell myself is you don't look good enough. You're not articulate enough. You're not a good enough communicator. You're not charismatic enough. Your head's too long. Your head's too narrow. Your nose is too big. Your ears are too big. Da, 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 da. You get the idea, right? It's just mind trash. And that mind trash would make me feel insecure and inadequate. Imposter syndrome would just flare right up when I would feed on those negative thoughts and I would feed those weeds in my mind. So I'm inviting you to start to impeach those weeds by feeding the truth in your life. And when you focus on feeding the truth instead of the weeds, by virtue of your attention and your focus, the weeds die out because what you feed flourishes and what you neglect diminishes. So I invite you to start to create a habit daily of 
immersing your mind in thoughts, affirmations, and visualizations that have you seeing yourself as a champion self. Start speaking life to yourself. I'm a Christian, of course, so one of my favorite verses I like to speak to myself is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know I'm always, always divinely guided. I'm so grateful, so thankful to know I'm always divinely guided. Everything is coming together for me. Everything is unfolding in divine timing and divine order. Notice as I speak that to myself, there's an energy to that. That energy lifts me higher. It allows my light to shine brighter. It's not my light. It's God's light shining in me and through me, magnifying and amplifying my ability to live my best life. So condition your champion identity. Have rituals and routines daily where you speak life into yourself to be the, your own best coach, to project God thoughts and God words into your own heart and soul, to illuminate your true self, your highest self, your best self, and let that be amplified in your life because you're choosing to be your own best coach every day. And by doing that, you're going to start to build muscle in your champion identity. You're going to go from 72 degrees to 73, to 74, to 75. You're going to be now, instead of self-sabotaging success when you'd start making more money, now you go, of course, I'm making more money. And it's not just to increase my standard of living. It's to increase my standard of giving. I get to bless others. When I'm blessed, I get to bless others. It's not greed. It's the seed of my best self taking root and bearing fruit because the best way to help the poor is not be one of them, right? So now you can expand even more into your light, even more into gratitude, even more into generosity, even more into your best self and your best life. No more self-sabotage because you've conditioned yourself to see yourself that way. Does that make sense? So that's the second step is cultivate your champion identity. And the third step is cultivate champion habits. So champion habits are synonymous with champion standards. So this is where it's like, maybe right now you've been settling for not exercising regularly. And you've now started to affirm that more and more I'm getting healthier, wealthier, and wiser. More and more I'm stepping into the best version of myself. I've decided to live my best life. I've decided to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? And so by affirming those things and declaring those things, it's starting to plant those seeds in your subconscious mind. It's going to start to galvanize you into behaviors, habits, rituals, and routines that are in sync with what you're speaking to yourself. And you're not saying, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, when you're not. That'll just get your mind saying, who are you trying to fool? I'm not a moron, right? Why are you feeding me this BS? So speak truth to yourself. One of the best ways to do that is more and more. More and more, I'm getting healthier, wealthy, and wiser. You can't deny that. That's just a trajectory. You can just declare that, right? Or like me, because I'm a Christian, I can speak truth to myself from, from the Bible with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. By speaking those truths that are in alignment with your faith, you're feeding the fire of that faith instead of feeding the fire of fear. And now the next nat logical next step is to raise your standards. So if you want to attract more referral partners, now it comes down to referring uh, or rather having rituals and routines that get you more referral bull. 
getting you more referable as a mortgage professional, which means cultivating relationships with top producing realtors, which means you need to actually book appointments with those realtors, which means you actually have to have conversations with those realtors. And in order to do that, you need to have rituals and routines that get you doing that consistently. So a champion level habit in that respect would be maybe setting a target where I will not tolerate anything less than three appointments a week. That is my standard. I refuse to lose when it comes to that standard. Come hell or high water, I am booking three appointments a week, period, end of story. Or maybe the target and the standard is five. I refuse to lose. I refuse to tolerate anything less than five appointments a week for the next three months until I get my stable of top producing realtors sending me at least one deal a month. And my stable might be 10. 10 top producers sending me one deal a month. Now I'm making freedom money and I'm going to do that consistently booking five appointments a week for the next three months straight. Okay. Notice that's a standard where you will not tolerate anything less than that standard. Now, obviously in the first day or the first week, you're not going to see the results necessarily. You might see the appointments, but you're not going to see the deals yet. You're not going to see the commissions or the volume yet. But over time, day by day, week by week, month by month, as you remain faithful to that standard, just like Kobe Bryant, in the beginning, his extra workout a day didn't make much difference to his gameplay, to his competitive advantage. But as time went on, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, that compounding effect started to stack. Next thing you know, he's winning the MVP for the whole league and taking titles, championship titles. How did that happen? In those unseen hours when no one else is looking, he raised his standards and he would not tolerate anything less. Have a bad sleep, he would do it anyways. Not feeling well, do it anyways. Feeling totally tired and completely bagged and running on fumes, do it anyways. He would not tolerate anything less, come hell or freaking high water. He would do it, he would do it, he would do it. That's what it looks like to have champion standards and to stick to them. So maybe it's exercise. How many days a week are you going to raise your standards to? How long is your exercise routine? Is it 30 minutes? Is it 60 minutes? How many times a week? Three times a week? Five times a week? What does that look like for you? What's that champion level standard that you will no longer tolerate anything less than that standard? Now, set yourself up for success. You don't have to go for Olympic level standards overnight when you're you know, roly-poly and haven't gone to the gym in six years. Obviously, that would not be healthy, right? That's too high of a standard, too quick. So keep in mind, you can ease into it. And by easing into it, you can start to build momentum. So maybe if you haven't worked out in six years, a good place to start is start working out twice a week or three times a week, right? Maybe it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And that's your new routine. And then as you start to build momentum over the span of, say, a month, then you might bump it up to five times a week. My standard in that respect is five times a week. I exercise five times a week, come hell or high water. That is my standard. That's one of the reasons why I'm ripped, because I just see myself as being ripped. That is my standard. I must have that standard because that's who I am. It's linked to my identity. I must be in sync with that identity because that's when I'm at my best. That's when I got pep in my step, sparkle in my eye. That's when I'm kicking ass, taking names, chewing bubblegum, and crushing it, living my best life. I will not tolerate anything less than that standard. What is that standard for you? Be true to your champion identity. What is that standard for you? And again, 
ease into it if you have to, to ensure that you're supporting yourself to success. Because sometimes we got to conquer the basics before we can move on to the exotics. Does that make sense, guys? So we can do this in all different areas of life. If your marriage is falling apart because you've been neglecting those habits of connection, of intimacy, of having fun together, of just being able to really have heart to hearts and create a safe place to get real with each other and have a soul to soul connection because maybe you've been just too busy. You've been focusing on the kids. There's been compromise. Maybe there's been pornography, whatever the case is that's had you drift astray, get connected to the three steps, right? We talked about those three steps already. The first step is positive perturbance. Get connected to how much it sucks. Allow yourself to feel it. Don't soften it. Get real with the consequence of the problem now and the consequence of the problem persisting in the future. Then once you get to the point where it's like enough is enough, no more have had it and you get connected to the pain so much that you just decide enough is enough, no more. I will no longer tolerate this. Not one more day. Now you want to start to cultivate, commit to cultivating that champion identity. If it's in your marriage, maybe it's just saying more and more I'm feeling connected and having fun and feeling generous and safe with my spouse. More and more, I'm being open-hearted and open-handed and generous with honesty, humility, and abiding love for my spouse. So you can start to affirm those things. That's an affirmation that now allows you to live in that energy of your champion self in that area of intention in your life. And then the third step after rather after uh, you cultivate your champion identity in that area, the third step is cultivate healthy champion level habits. If it's your marriage, maybe it's you're going to counseling. If that's the point you're at, don't feel shame about that. There's no shame in that game. Champions are never too cool for school. Maybe there's some new insight, some outside support you need. If it's just, Hey, you're kind of running on fumes because of neglect, but there's still a solid base of trust and a solid base of love. It's just been neglect that's had you kind of running on fumes, living like parallel lives like roommates. Maybe it's, we're going to commit to a date a week, come hell or high water. We're doing a date a week. You choose the date. You choose the time. You mutually commit to it. You hold each other accountable. You put it in the calendar, right? You tell the kids, hey, kids, we're having date night on Wednesdays from six to nine. That's our time. The older kids take care of the younger kids or you get the you get childcare or whatever the case is and you commit to it. So cultivating champion habits comes from a commitment. That commitment came from you deciding you will not tolerate anything less because tolerating anything less is compromise, is neglect, is living a second best life of mediocrity. And you refuse to lose. You refuse to live a life of neglect and ultimately leading to the dark pit of regret saying I could have, would have, should have, but I didn't. I refuse to lose. Winning is my only option. Because I see myself as a winner, and winners always find a way to win, period, end of story, right? So again, coming back to that champion identity, and that's going to fuel your rocket to commit to these champion-level habits. So choose one, two, or three habits that would be in sync with the champion-level identity and the champion-level results you're committed to. Put it in your calendar, Get someone to hold you accountable. Have an accountability buddy. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your colleague. Maybe it's your supervisor. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your your coach. But get someone to support you and hold you accountable. Hold your feet to the fire. 
So if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you're like, Dorn, I needed this today. There's been areas of compromise for me that I've been tolerating for far too long. I've been softening the problem. I've been complacent. I've been neglecting and procrastinating. I've been living in a hope prison. I've been in apathy. I've been glossing it over and sugarcoating it instead of really allowing myself to feel how much it freaking sucks to live like this. You got me connected in a deeper level today, Dorn, on how much it's been really costing me. My soul is now allowing myself to feel it to the point where I will not go one more day like this, Doran. Enough is enough, no more, I've had it. If that's you, congratulations. You're now ready to change your life. May that be rocket fuel in your rocket to propel you upwards towards living your best life, to raise your standards, and to cultivate champion-level habits, champion-level routines that create champion-level results in your life. It all starts with that holy discontent. Optimism is great, guys. I'm not saying be a, be a pessimist. Optimism is great. I've never heard of a successful pessimist. There's power and value in optimism. But if it ends up being optimism that leads us astray, where we're heading east looking for the sunset and we just keep being all happy clappy about it and we don't feel the consequence of it, that becomes toxic positivity. So I'm not asking you to be a pessimist. I'm asking you to exercise accurate thinking. And so if that's you right now and you're stepping into accurate thinking, you know that you need to step up your game. You know that you're capable of more and called to more. You know that there's something in you that needs to be expressed in the world. You know that you're an eagle born to soar, not scratch around the chicken yard with the chickens. If that's you and you're on 100% commission as a residential mortgage pro, making 70 basis points or higher, and you want to take your life, your business to the next level, and you realize your way is not working, cold calling realtors is not working, having them slam the door in your proverbial face and not give you the time of day and continuing to do what's not working is not working. And you're acknowledging that now and you're realizing that jacking up your credit card, chewing up savings, spinning your wheels on the tarmac and not getting the traction you need has got real consequences. There's a lot at stake. And so if that's you and you're getting connected to that, you're sick and tired of that, you're not want to go one more day like that, struggling on the struggle bus and I can't afford a prison or stagnation prison or sleepless nights prison, and you're ready to take your life, your business to a whole other level and break free and break through, if that's you and you're ready to commit, or if you're already committed to adding at least $100,000 plus to your annual income in the next 12 months while working smarter, not harder by getting top producing realtors to make you their exclusive without the hell of cold calling, begging, bribing, or kissing butts. If that's you and you're ready to learn how you can get access to our proven system to explore whether or not our proven system can help you go from where you are to where you want to be, shortest path to the cash without messing around doing it the hard way, I invite you to book a call at mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. Again, that's mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. On this call, we're just going to lift up the hood on your business. You're either going to connect with me or one of my consultants. We'll lift up the hood on your business. We'll look at what's working, what's not working, where you're at now in your business, where do you want to be? And if we can help you create a breakthrough in your business, by all means, we'll show you what that looks like. And if not, frankly, we'll be the first to advise you to pass on our services. But either way, 
Our goal for you is you leave that call with massive value, massive clarity. Chances are we're going to have some fun. Fair enough. If that sounds fair to you, and it definitely should, go ahead and book a call at mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. This is Doran Aldana coming at you from the Art of Mortgage Marketing podcast. We just talked about the three ways to raise your standards so you can raise your results. I trust you got some insight. Perhaps you got reminded on some things you already knew. We often need reminding more than we need educating, so that's perfectly great. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to doing what you've already heard or implementing what you already know. Because the biggest gap in life is the gap between that which we know and that which we do. And until and unless we sync up on that and raise our standards so that we do what we know, we're gonna fall short of our true potential. And falling short of our true potential is a second best life lived. And this is no dress rehearsal, this is a one-shot deal. So let's start to bring our best. Let's start to show up and go all in because all in is the only way to win. All right, you beautiful people, be blessed. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace, y'all.